0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. All
1: right. Welcome, everybody, to the Ball Hawks podcast. We are live. That was like my best... Bruce Buffer or whatever it is, um, we are live on YouTube right now. Thank you to those of you who are watching us live. This is our first kick at the can on YouTube, so hopefully you guys enjoy that. Thank you to those of you who are going to be listening uh, this coming Tuesday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I am your host Steve Fisher. You can find me on Twitter at ssfisher87. We are a proud member of the Dean Blundell Network. You can see down in the corner there, deanblundell.com. Uh, Chris and I just got credentialed maybe a couple hours ago. So expect to see some, what's called a meh post to start. I guess we'll, what is it, what is it like un, under promise over deliver or something like that? Yeah, way, way to sell it. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm really doing it just for Chris because, well, we know Chris has some bad takes um he is my co-host for a 14th straight episode he is uh this week you're gonna be cogsworth only because i was gonna give you lumiere but uh you know i'm the one that can sing clearly so um you are chris i like to eat bad mustard on watermelon phillips what's happening today dude (laughs) aside from that (laughs)
2: Hey Steve, happy to be here again. As always, like you said, episode fourteen. I guess can we call this the DK Metcalf episode? I don't. I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> You've been waiting for that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you took episode twelve away from me, so I guess I had to <laughs> claim something for the uh, for the Seahawks uh, fans, but. It's enough with the, you know, basic yellow mustard. I mean, we we can't all afford fancy mustard. We don't all make a teacher's salary and, uh, you know, can't go to the fancy stores with with those fancy mustard tubes, whatever those are. Uh, But yeah, happy to be here. Uh, We are live. This is a new thing for us, trying it out over here on YouTube. Be sure to check us out over on Twitter as well at ball Hawks underscore pod. You can find me on there at Phillips Chris 12 and Steve forgot his again. So he is uh, able to be found over on Twitter at SSFisher87.
1: Oh, that's where you weren't even listening. I totally nailed it too. And you're going to hear well, in the, you're going to hear in the playback. I was right. I wasn't listening. You're right. Yeah. Um, we, we already have comments from our, uh, our dudes that we podcasted with earlier this week uh the boys at the PP1 we got to uh i guess be their their guests on there that was the first time I've been live so um yes Ryan or Ted whoever's running it probably Ryan uh we do have a producer so we have Braden with us we uh we appreciate Braden. um he is also found at uh the ATT podcast exclusively on Spotify so Braden is actually the second person from that podcast who has been on with us cuz we had uh we had Andrew on uh, exactly 7 episodes ago. So big shout out to Braden. We appreciate him doing this for us um as our producer. So uh, a couple of crazy wild things happening in the NFL this week. Um normally these are slightly the dog days of summer I guess you know right before that you know June 1st uh, I guess date shows up and that's the date where you can um, I I guess I haven't even really looked into this but I think it's something about less uh, dead money gets basically cut against people so we'll We'll get into that shortly, but uh, have you seen the news on Aaron Rodgers in Hawaii right now, Chris? Uh, I, I saw something about him vacationing there with his
2: fiance. Um, I think Miles Teller was there. Who I don't know. He he's kind of the uh, a, a that guy of Hollywood. You don't you can't name any movie that he's in, but you see him and you're like, oh, hey, it's that guy. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw something about them being out there partying. Um, I saw a recent report of Miles Teller being punched in the face uh, in Hawaii. I I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe him and Aaron Rodgers had a disagreement on something. But
1: I I did not see that. Um, the The one I saw was just him kind of, I guess, at some sort of resort, and he's just strumming away on his guitar and uh, some. I I assume it's like a a hotel employee is just like filming him. And you can probably guess that employee is going to lose his uh, job probably when when that gets back to their boss. But the question I had with it, and I don't need a huge elaborate answer on it or anything, but do you think this is a huge deal considering OTAs are happening right now and he is vacationing? No, no.
2: Uh, No, I I think it's a a total non-story. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been in the league for, what, 17, 18 years, something like that. Uh, I don't think it's a story at all. Uh, He's not the only vet that's not at OTAs I don't think any of the Seahawks vets are actually there Russell Wilson's not at at OTAs DK Metcalf Tyler Lockett Chris Carson like none of those guys are at OTAs right now either from my understanding it it's just the uh rookies the undrafted free agents that are uh participating in the Seahawks OTAs uh so no I don't think it's a story at all it's I mean they're they're voluntary right you don't have to you don't have to be there.
1: Yeah, I was uh I was trying to think if, if I thought it was a, a big story or a non story. And the only thing I can think of is I, I heard some reports from people that uh Jordan Love is looking starting to look pretty comfortable in that sort of first team reps. Now Aaron comes back, he's the starter clearly, so I don't I don't think it's overly a huge story, but you you gotta kinda wonder if Aaron is I guess even just letting the door open just a little bit for Jordan love to make this possible, right? Like the whole idea is he didn't want to be replaced and now he's kind of adding to the, the fuel to the fire a little bit here by allowing Jordan love to take first team reps. (laughs) I can tell this is not a story for you. (laughs)
2: No, like, yeah, like, I I know we talked about this a little bit off air as well. And I was kind of like, I just I don't see the big deal here. Um, sure. Let Jordan Love get those first team reps from the sounds of things from when we had Jay uh, and Dave on a couple weeks ago. Jordan Love needs needs those first team reps because the Packers don't even view him right now as their. Backup to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Right now, it sounds like uh, Blake Bortles is going to be that guy. So, sure, let Jordan Love have those reps. Let him feel comfortable. Let him build his confidence. Um, I mean, we all know that the NFL, it's not forever. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers is well aware of that as well. Um, I mean, especially after he sat on the bench for three years or whatever it was. Um, So, yeah, let let. Jordan love, get comfortable. I, I, I think it's fine again.
1: Yeah. This might I, just be like an actual story of being like good fortune for the Packers for cashing in, like on their investment in Jordan love, right. Whether, whether he plays, you know, a, a meaningful game for the Packers or not. Um, Probably the one thing that's taking over NFL, you know, accounts media podcasts everywhere is the julio jones drama and uh our, our guys from the pp1 there put in the chat i saw julio to seattle we'll we'll get there um the first question i want to ask you chris is i'm not sure if you actually listen to the interview or the sabotage some people are calling it but uh do you think the call with Shannon Sharp live on air? Do you think that was set up? Do you think Julio knew what was going on or did he have no clue? I'm sure
2: there is a part of, yes, I, 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 I'm skirting the the, the question. (laughs) Yes. I think he knew. Um, do I think he cared? No. I mean, He clearly wants out. He said his piece. He said, I'm done there. I want to win. Uh, I'm I'm sure it's well known that the Falcons are ready to move on from him as well. I'm sure they've communicated that with him. Uh, So I'm I'm sure Shannon Sharp sent him a text being like, hey, I'm on air right now. I'm going to give you a call in a second. Um, Just answer and Say what you gotta say, and Julio did. Um, can I see how maybe that it, it did come across as though Julio had no idea? Yeah, I mean, of course, Julio played it up really well. But it's, I mean, that's that's media. I mean, it, it, if Shannon Sharp were to do that to a guy and not give him the heads up, Shannon Sharp, nobody would answer Shannon Sharp's calls again.
1: Right. That's, that's kind of like the thing everybody keeps latching on to is, is the fact that, you know, you're in the media and part of being in the media is that trust with other people. And yeah, if you called somebody out of the blue and they had no idea they were on air, I honestly think, yeah, nobody's picking up the call. But then nobody's really said anything to clarify it. You know, Julio's kind of been a ghost ever since um in terms of him speaking out publicly so like part of me still thinks uh, did he know that there was going to be some sort of question with his future in Atlanta yes did he know that was going to be kind of the question and then of course being on air um to me that's still kind of up for debate but I mean the the whole thing sparked from Uh, Julio wearing a Dallas Cowboys hoodie in the mall and taking a photo with a fan. So when I heard about that part of it, I kind of thought to myself, well, if he didn't know he was on air, he clearly doesn't care what people think about his situation and where he's going to be. But I mean, bottom line is Julio wants out. It is very apparent by his actions between what he said to Shannon Sharp that you know he wanted out so um, the news then shifted to you know what teams are are interested because clearly if a guy wants out he's being shopped and that's where I love this time of year where things just blow up out of proportion it's like okay who's it, who's interested so I'm not sure who you've heard of obviously we just said one with the Seahawks Um, that one came out kind of today, I think, uh, the Ravens have been in the mix from the start, which is kind of fun, you know, fun for both of us. Um, I've heard the Patriots were a big suitor for it. I've heard that the 49ers were involved in it. And then the latest one is that the Titans have made an offer. So those are the ones I know about, but I guess the follow-up question with all of this is what, what do you think his value is? Like, if you are the team that gets Julio Jones, because, you know, you asked me last week if if I thought Julio was going to be traded, and I said, I, I just can't see him playing for another team. Uh, it's funny how much a week can, can change things, because now I can't see Julio playing for the Falcons again. So, well, what do you think the price is to acquire him?
2: Yeah, I just want to quickly touch on that Cowboys hoodie, because didn't Shannon say, shortly after when julio said i want to win and they cued to the photo of julio in that cowboys jersey and said well i guess you're not going to dallas um which i i i know he's listening right now so my uncle ron is really going to appreciate that one because we all know the cowboys (laughs) aren't going to do anything this year um i also want to give out a, a, a quick shout out to my other trash talkers so my uncle ron my uncle terry christian nigel craig thank you guys all for listening uh i I, I know you're there. Um, you're you're all texting me and saying like, "Where's my shout out?" So <laughs> there there it is, guys. Um, you're right. He's. We went from a week ago being like, "Ah, you know what? I I don't think Atlanta's going to get the value that they want for Julio. I think he's going to stay there. I still don't think that they get. Obviously, now that he says, "I want out. I want to win." They're still not going to get the value that they need or that they should get for him. But there's no way he is in Atlanta next year
1: um
2: as far as value I mean that's that's a tricky one
1: it's how about about this do you think he gets a first is there any chance Atlanta gets a first and if so who who? I don't know I'm I'm (laughs) hearing reports that the Seahawks
2: offered a a first I'm hearing reports that the Titans you know the first thing this morning it was you know the Titans are the favorites to land him and it's going to cost a second round pick and then my dad was texting me that it's um, you know the Seahawks offered a first and then uh apparently the Rams are out of the running now they they decided to bow out so maybe you know things got too rich for their blood um I saw another thing that you know it, it's gonna take a running back plus a pick because Mike Davis isn't a starter so it's just I have no idea like there's so like there's so many different values being thrown all over the place I mean, hell if it's a running back in a in a pick here's Rashad Penny in a third. I don't I don't know. Like yeah. d- does that get a, d- I mean Rashad Penny Penny was a first round draft pick. Don't don't forget people. Um so does that get it done? I don't
1: This is what I love no. about value and like unknown and all of these question marks because when a guy says I want out, you immediately think, man, you just sewered your team in getting maximum value, especially a guy like Julio who has been quiet about everything and it turns out he asked for a trade or reports say that he asked for a trade months ago so you think okay he's not going to get the value back for Atlanta and then you get a bunch of teams lowballing possibly and then it's like starts a bidding war all over again it's like well if they're going to give a a third and Rashad Penny like are, are do you really want Rashad Penny or would you rather this second and maybe Nikhil Harry if you're the Patriots right like that's where this all gets really, really interesting for me. Um, I'm just reading some of the the chat stuff. Um, I agree, Ryan. Like how the how does the news get leaked out there? Like I had no idea it was on on uh TV. Um and it looks like your uncle gave a big Cowboys hoorah in there. So welcome, uncle, who um, probably wasn't a fan of me a few episodes back when I was ragging on the Cowboys. He Um, he also, uh,
2: he was texting me earlier about how you, uh, mentioned how he calls Twitter, Christopher, how do I use this (laughs) tweeter thing? (laughs) So he, uh, he, he definitely remembers that one from however long ago that was. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, do we think Julio is going to get traded? Obviously they have to wait until post June 1st. Um, to get traded, so you know we'll see within the next coming week if he actually does get traded. Um,
2: it, I, I don't even think it's an if; it, it it's a when at this point. Yeah, it, I just it, meant they're, sort they're, of
1: during the week, or like, does it take two weeks? Does it take a month?
2: Um, I think it'll be. It, it, it's going to be this week. I, yeah, I so too. Th- yeah, that that's my I guess my hot take. Julio is traded no later than Friday, June 4th um, to where wherever he is going. It, it's happening this week for sure. Wow. We,
1: we go from one hot take last week of me saying Tebow's is going to make the 53 man roster to you saying the inevitable is going to happen. People, you heard it here first. Chris thinks Julio Jones will get traded. What a hot take from this guy uh
2: <laughs> Lu- lukewarm take lukewarm
1: yeah like a, a mild maybe just off cold kind of take uh yeah. for everybody listening so we we kind of promo this episode by talking about uh we're going to go through our win-loss predictions for each team um are, are you know if you're starting chris each of our teams, we're we're not doing uh,
2: all thirty two here, guys. Sorry, I'm oh, looking yeah. for my pen. Um, we're doing we're doing the Seahawks and the Ravens. We're we're not doing all all thirty two here. Um, so yeah, the, I mean, you guys would be with us all night long. Which hey, we're we would be happy to make that happen. But uh, I wouldn't be. I want to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Steve is um, Steve is cutting a bear all day today, so yep. he's he's a little tired.
1: Yep um do you want to start you want me to start what do you think let's start ravens let's start ravens i I like that attitude you know the better team gets to go first um okay let's do this the 2021 baltimore ravens schedule starts with the las vegas raiders um so we start week one At the Death Star, we talked about how I tried getting, or at least looking into tickets about it. Um, Turns out they're like eight hundred bucks US, and uh, as Chris mentioned, us teachers make a ton of money, so that's why I couldn't afford to go. Yeah, Um,
2: tried getting versus actually buying is is two very different things.
1: Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, Okay, so the we're starting on the road against the Raiders. you know, that place is going to be jumping brand new stadium, first team in there. I still think that's an easy win for the Ravens. <clears throat> they start out one and oh, uh, week two, they then go to, uh, or sorry, they go back home to MT bank stadium and they play a rematch of, uh, uh, Lamar's kind of Achilles heel, I guess you would call it. The team that he can't beat, the player that he can't beat. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs go to M&T Bank Stadium. Ugh, I This is why I hate these things. So as a little precursor, I, I told Chris I don't really want to do this because part of me wants to just be like, this team's going 17-0, there we go. I say they win every game. Uh, the realist in me says, until you beat a team... Y- You know, if you keep losing to them, I I have this one down as a loss. Um, I would love for it to be a win, start off two and zero. But until they beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, I have to give them their first loss of the season. There, Uh, they then go to uh, Detroit to play the new Lions. They might get a kneecap bitten off or two, but in the end, they're going to win with one, two, or no kneecaps involved. So that puts us up to two and one. Uh, We then go on the road to Mile High Stadium. Uh, This is a game I'm actually looking at going to potentially. I don't know. Um, I have them beating Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos. Obviously, things like this change, you know, if Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, like has been chatted about. So... Uh, we are at three and one for the Ravens. They get to go back home and play a really, really, really underrated, uh, Indianapolis Colts team. The problem with this one is this is the game that I feel like was my hardest one to pick, but the, the defining, the difference, the, the thing I'm holding my hat on is Carson Wentz sucks. Um, or at least he did last year and, uh. I have them winning that game. So we're starting off four and one. Uh, We get to host a second game against the LA Chargers, Justin Herbert. He's going to have that beautiful flow coming back. Um, This is a tough one for me. I have them as a loss for this. Um, I think the Chargers getting Derwin James back, their defense is lights out. Herbert is an absolute machine. That's a tough one for me. Uh, you got to find some losses unless you think they're going 17-0. and And again, the realist in me doesn't think they will. So we're up to four and two. We then go, or sorry, we then host the Cincinnati Bengals. I know our buddy Liam is listening to this. Uh, so Liam, here's part of your mailbag question. You get a loss for this one. Uh, that was a no-brainer. Joe Burrow has no one on the line. Uh, He can try throwing it to Jamar Chase, but um, best of luck not destroying your knee once again. I have the Bengals losing that one. Uh, Then uh, week eight, we have a bye. So I put on there a big win. I think having the bye right in the middle of the schedule, I love it. Um, it, It's a good time to have the bye to recoup, um, especially if a couple of those you know, turn into a couple losses and you're not sitting as pretty as what you were before. So they go into the buy, um, where was it? Uh, five and two, I guess. And then out of the buy, they host Minnesota again. So that's another reason why the buy is big. Uh, they, they stay at home throughout the whole buy. They're not traveling. Um, uh, again, another, another really tough one. Um, uh, Minnesota's defense is going to be much improved, especially that front seven. Uh, I still have the Ravens winning that one as well. Uh, we then travel down to Miami, uh, and I have them beating the Dolphins. Uh, that was a tougher one. Cause I always feel like there's, there's an upset game somewhere in the schedule. You know, there's always something you're like, wow, I did not see them losing to that team. And you just never know if, If Tua takes that big step, that could be a dangerous game. Uh, They then travel from Miami to Chicago, and they play the Justin Fields Bears, which uh, QB1 Andy Dalton definitely won't be playing by week 11. Um, He'll be lucky if he gets to play week one. And uh, a little fun fact about the Ravens, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, John Harbaugh, when he is playing a rookie quarterback, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know he's got a ridiculous win percentage against rookie quarterbacks, no matter who they are. Uh, So I have them beating the Bears as well. We're on a bit of a streak here. We then play what I call the toughest part of the schedule. Now, the good news about this for Ravens fans is they are playing the Browns at home for the first game here. Uh, I do have them beating the Browns at home uh, in week 12, they then have to travel to Pittsburgh to Heinz and they play the Steelers. Now the Steelers obviously still have a really good defense. They've got so many weapons on the outside. They've added Najee Harris. Uh, this is going to be kind of a different Pittsburgh team. Who knows the health of Ben, uh, at this point, I actually have them going into Heinz and winning. Uh, so, the, the next game, this is why I think this is the toughest part of their schedule. So they play a really tough Browns team. The Steelers games are always tough. Then they have to go to Cleveland right after that. Um, and this is where I have a loss for them. Because, um, you know, you, you've been on the road for four of the last five now. And uh, so I have them losing to the Browns. They get to come back home to play the Packers. Um, and again, this is all contingent. If, uh, if Jordan Love is starting this and Aaron Rodgers is not a Green Bay Packer, um, I have a win, but unfortunately this is the spot in their schedule. I have back-to-back losses for the Ravens. Um, so I have them losing at home to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, they get to relinquish that bad luck by going to Cincinnati and beating up on a bad Bengals team again. Uh, So a second win, they sweep the Bengals. They then host the extra game against the Los Angeles Rams at home. So obviously before the new schedule this year, you got eight on the road, eight at home. This year they get nine at home and eight on the road. And this is that final ninth game. Um, I have them beating the Rams This is another one of those swing games where, you know, if Stafford starts to figure it out with his new team, uh, you know, that could be a really tough game. Obviously, the Rams have a ridiculous defense. Uh, Stafford is so much better than Jared Goff. So uh, if there was a swing game that could go either way, I think that would be another one of them. And then they end the season uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, just like their previous matchup, I will never pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to win a game. I don't care if my team just came off an 0-17 season versus a 17-0 season. I pick the Ravens to beat the Steelers every single time. So that's a grand total of 13 wins, 4 losses I'm thinking that's good enough for first in the AFC North. They have a 5 and 1 divisional record. Uh this is the weird part. When I actually calculated how many home, how many away games they won and lost, uh according to my predictions, they would have a 7 and 1 road record, which would be pretty wild. Um and just to a 6 and 3 home record. So um yeah, that's where I have the Ravens this year, 13 and four. What do you have for the Seahawks, Chris? Oh, I just have to, I just have to interrupt. Uh, Terry said, go Steelers. And, uh, (laughs) I I probably earned that one a little bit. So yeah,
2: that's, (laughs) uh,
1: that is my
2: uncle, the Steelers fan who has commented that he, uh, a hates the Ravens and B go Steelers. Um, yeah, that's perfect. Like.
1: I don't believe a Steelers fan who says like, yeah, you know, we're cool with the Raven. No, you're not. We hate you. You hate us. I respect the hell out of that organization. But man, there is no pro sports team that I dislike and actually physically hate more than the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I love it. Keep the Go Steelers stuff going.
2: Um, Funny story. I also hate the Steelers, but that's a... <laughs> Again, story for another day. Um, I have alluded to that a few times and I am still not ready to talk about it. Um, But yeah, um, so 13 and 4, you said, hey, so predicting a pretty good season for your Ravens, um, probably uh, winning their division or at least battling for that. Um, Probably one of the top two seeds in the AFC. Um you know, them and the Chiefs. So should be pretty interesting season. Um I I definitely look forward to seeing how that all plays out. Um please don't delete whatever you wrote down, because i d I'll do the same. Let, let's compare at the end of the year. Um we, we, we both did the same thing with the our mock draft and I really, really sucked on my mock draft. So hopefully I do better with my record prediction. Uh Week one, the Seahawks uh, also start on the road, like your, <clears throat> like your Ravens. Um, we start on the road in Indianapolis versus the Colts, uh, which you said they're one of the most underrated teams. Which I would have to disagree with because mm-hmm. Carson Wentz is trash uh, and has actually never beat. The Seahawks, he's 0-4 versus the Seahawks. Uh, So I am going to chalk this up as a W, Week 1 win. Uh, I don't think it's going to come easy. Um, They're they're, going to have to battle. I mean, cornerback is definitely a position for the Seahawks that is, I don't know, a little bit in question, I guess, right now. uh, Until we actually see them on the field and see how they perform in, in, in preseason. It's a little uncertain, I would say. And the Colts certainly have some good receivers, um, but they still have that trash quarterback. So, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm picking the Seahawks. I'm going to say Russell Wilson, uh, late fourth quarter, probably last drive to win that one. Uh, Week two, uh, the Seahawks are traveling back home to Lumen Field, no longer CenturyLink. Uh, It is now Lumen Field uh, versus Christian's Tennessee Titans. Uh, And Christian, I'm not sorry. I'm taking the Seahawks (laughs) to win that one as well. Uh, Like I just mentioned about the Seahawks with their questions at cornerback, while well, the Titans have no wide receivers left anymore except for A.J. Brown. So we'll just put all four cornerbacks on that one wide receiver, not worry about anybody else, and then just stop Derrick Henry. So, which Bobby Wagner will do that no problem, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't know he was, a, he was a Titans fan or else I would have uh, probably got into it a little more, but...
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Christian is a, uh, is the resident Titans fan here. Nice. Um, so yeah, we have a Titans fan, a Steelers fan, and a Cowboys fan listening right and a now. Bengals fan. I... Yeah. And a Bengals fan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, week three, back on the road, we're heading to Minnesota. We're playing the Vikings. Uh, and this is where I see Seattle taking their first loss of the year. Um, Again, I'm just going back to those cornerbacks: Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Uh, yikes! Uh, so and and Dalvin Cook. So that th- that's definitely a, uh, a a a monster that I'm nervous about. Um, I know Seattle beat Minnesota last year in Seattle, um, but it took. Uh, two fourth down conversions to to win that game, including the game-winning touchdown coming on a fourth down conversion uh, to my boy, DK Metcalf, episode 14, the DK Metcalf episode. Um, so th- this game being in Minnesota as well, I'm, I'm going to give that one to the Vikings. Uh, week four, we are still on the road this time we are heading to uh, the west coast we're going to the san francisco 49ers and i am taking the seahawks to win this game because i fully predict that jimmy garoppolo will still be the quarterback of the (laughs) 49ers in week four and i've never seen a guy so uncertain and nervous in the pocket as i've seen jimmy garoppolo like he's just he's got those he's he's got the jimmy legs in the pocket i and i'm pretty sure he just closes his eyes and throws the ball so uh that thats that's a win there so we're three and one after four weeks uh week five back at home versus the rams uh craig i don't know if you're listening but if you are I am taking your Rams to win this game. Um, Again, the the Rams, I mean, Christ, we all know about their defense. I mean, Aaron Donald is a game wrecker. uh, And uh, I was talking to uh, Dave uh, from the uh, Pass the Cheese podcast on Twitter earlier today about the uh, Seahawks offensive line I'm confident going into the season I'm happy with the w- with what they've done um but Aaron Donald is just a whole different beast uh Jalen Ramsey he shut down m- my boy DK uh I think both games last year and then again their their offense with uh Robert Woods uh uh Oh God. Cooper cup. Sorry. I, I drew a blank there for a second. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, um, the, their wide receivers are so good. And then, uh, adding Matt Stafford into the equation. I'm, I'm not going to say Matt Stafford is, uh, lighten or head and shoulders above Jared Goff. Uh, Again, we've had this discussion. Matt Stafford was was blessed with Megatron for many, many years. Um, but he is better then Jared Goff. I, I will give him that. Uh, week six, we're back on the road. We are heading out east. This is the Seahawks extra game uh, the, versus the Steelers in Pittsburgh. And uh, Uncle Terry, I am not sorry for this one. The Seahawks <laughs> are winning this game. I'm not worried about Big Ben and his uh, noodle arm. Uh, the guy's got nothing left in the tank there. Uh, week 7, back at home, we're playing the the Saints. Who's their quarterback? I don't know. Is it Taysom Hill? Is it Jame Wiss- Jameis Winston? I don't care. Seahawks are winning. Uh, week 8, we've got the Jaguars. Uh, they're coming into Seattle on Halloween. Uh, Tony Khan's probably going to dress up as the uh, most desperate guy in town. Always is. Uh, and- Always, always. Uh, Tony Khan knows nothing other than to be desperate. Uh, And again, I'm chalking that one up as a win for my Seahawks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence in Seattle dealing with the 12s. I don't think he's going to be be able to handle that noise. Um, Week nine, Seahawks bye. So going into the bye uh what is that two losses one two three four five six six wins so six and two heading into that week nine by like you said i love that mid-season pie um especially with that <laughs> extra week added in this year uh the kind of later we can get it the better um when the see C- when the schedule is released every year i always kind of look at like okay who's the first matchup home or road okay Who's the first home matchup if the first matchup is on the road? Um, How many primetime games? And then I also just like to see, like, okay, where's the buy? Okay, week nine? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Uh, Week 10, (laughs) we're on the road. Uh, After that bye, we traveled to Green Bay, Wisconsin, versus the Packers, Dave and Jay. I know you're listening you're going to be happy to hear this. I am giving the Seahawks the L on the road versus the Packers. Russell Wilson's never won in Green Bay, which I always find kind of bizarre because he played uh, quarterback at Wisconsin. So I don't, I don't know what it is about Lambeau, but he just can't get it done
1: it's in Lambo. It's those stupid bench seats. He looks at them. It, and he just can't get into them, right?
2: Absolutely. The bench seats. <laughs> good, good, good call. Um, after the Packers, uh, we go back home. We play the Cardinals week 11. Um, I'm giving the Seahawks. their also only back to back loss here. Uh, so week 11, I, 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 at home versus the Cardinals. I have the Seahawks losing um, those Cardinal games, man. They're always so good bizarre you just never like I mean last year it uh it went to overtime in Arizona uh it was almost I mean Christ the game almost was over uh before well, Russell Wilson threw the interception to Isaiah Simmons Isaiah Simmons set them up for the game winning field goal um but I mean a couple years ago in Arizona they tied. Uh, there's the game in in Seattle uh god I, I want to say 2018 maybe um Arizona won in Seattle and uh you know they had their backup quarterback doing a dance on the sideline as some Joe, nobody scored a touchdown, but it, it just, I, I never trust those Cardinals games going into those Cardinals games. I always have uh, my, my stress levels are extra high. Um, Washington football team uh, in Washington, Seattle wins uh, week 13 back at home versus the 49ers. I'm going to say this is uh, they're playing Trey Lance this time and they still win uh, because uh, I, I, screw the Niners and the Seahawks aren't going to lose to them. Uh week 14 in Houston, uh I'm giving this one to Seattle as well. Uh now this one's a little bit uh curious. I mean I mean of course it all depends who the quarterback is for Houston. Uh assuming it's not Deshaun Watts, Deshaun Watson, uh, I give this win to Seattle. If it is Deshaun Watson, I still give the win to Seattle. Uh, Week 15, back-to-back road games. We are traveling to L.A. We're playing the Rams. Uh, I see the Seahawks losing this game as well. Uh, So we are losing the season series versus the Rams this year. Uh, Week 16 versus the Bears. Uh, Justin Fields should absolutely be the starter by this point if he's not the starter in Week 1, as he should be. Uh, That is a win for Seattle. Again, rookie quarterback in Seattle. I'm taking Seahawks. Uh, Week 17 versus the Lions in Seattle. Uh, Jared Goff uh, is uh, no good and has no receivers to throw to this time uh, and doesn't have Todd. Well, he might have Todd Gurley as his running back. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, But the Seahawks are also winning that one and finally week 18 in Arizona to close out the regular season. I actually had the Seahawks winning in Arizona. So the Car- the Cardinals win in Seattle, the Seahawks win in Arizona. Uh I had the Seahawks finishing off the season with a 12 and 5
1: record. 12 and 5. Where do you think that puts them in the division?
2: Uh NFC West. I mean one or two for sure. I think they're going to be battling the Rams this year for top spot. Um, it, it, it's going to be close. Do I, I don't think they're going to need number one in the conference. Um, so they're not going to get that by regardless. Um, so I guess just try to win the NFC West and try to get that home playoff game and hope for the best, uh, which didn't work out in their favor this year.
1: Yeah, I, I was just, uh, just reading some of the comments. There's a there's a varying level of uh, what they think is going to happen. Clearly, with the thirteen and four, I'm getting laughed at for that. Um, that's okay. And uh, go Cowboys has the Seahawks at seven and ten. So I, I think the interesting thing, <laughs> the interesting thing about these win loss records is, uh, you can be the most level-headed you know thinking only with your head fan but like when it's my team that I'm picking I'm you know the Steelers is there a good chance that they lose one well yeah I mean they lost two of them last year to the Steelers um is there a good chance they win one yeah but I'm never gonna pick that so I always think these these predictions you overshoot your own team slightly um which is totally fine. Like I'm never going to come on to a, a live recording and be like, yeah, you know, the Ravens are going to go, uh, one in 16. We'll be lucky to beat the Bengals. You know, I'm just never going to see, uh, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, hopefully your uncle's right. Uh, why play the season? We might just have to have a Ravens Seahawks Bowl. Uh, if that happens, uh, Chris and I might not be doing the podcast any longer after, <laughs> The losing recipient. I,
2: I was gonna. I was gonna say the same thing. Like uh, at Seahawks Ravens Super Bowl, that's gonna end the podcast. Um, <laughs> the death so, of the
1: Ballhawks podcast. <laughs> I,
2: I, I mean, I would love to see the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Obviously, um, not not the Ravens, never the Ravens. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 if you guys want to keep hearing us, I guess I guess let's hope for a non-Raven Seahawks Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um. So, we, a, 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 sorry. A, a
2: non-Ravens Super Bowl.
1: Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's only happened twice in in their franchise, and uh, they won both of them. So, let's hope that they don't get back there because it's an automatic win every time they make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Chris, you had you sent me uh, a little infograph thing. Where we're going kind of next with this, and it was uh, who do you think the first coach to get fired is going to be? Um, do, do you have that one up there, Braden? Yeah, there we go. Um, so we have a, a fan favorite in Mike McCarthy, um, Vic Fangio. Coming in second, Matt Nagy, third, John Gruden, and then Mike Zimmer. So when I saw this, the first thing I thought of is Jerry Jones holds on to coaches well past where they possibly should. Um, I think the Cowboys are going to be uh, pretty good this year, so hopefully Uncle will be happy with that comment. Um, the uh, I, I, know, I know their defense is just in shambles, uh, but that offense is just too darn good. Like they're, you just, you can't bet against them. Um, I think they would be much better without Mike McCarthy. I think he's very overrated and actually a bad coach. Um, and of all of these guys, uh, I think it's Matt Nagy will be the first one. Um, part, part of you wants to say like, well, maybe he'll get a little bit of grace period with, starting QB1, Andy Dalton first, and then slowly transitioning Justin Fields. Um, but you got to think that this guy has hung his hat on Mitch Trubisky and now another quarterback, and it's cost them big capital uh, to move up for both of them. So if you don't see immediate results uh, out of the Bears, I I see Matt Nagy being the first one fired. Who do you think?
2: Uh, I, I think Nagy is definitely... A- a great choice, especially if they come out of training camp and Andy Dalton is still QB1. He should be fired right after the preseason, um, before the regular season even starts, for not naming Justin Fields the starting quarterback. Right. Uh, I'm going to go Mike Zimmer. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I saw today the Vikings were actually trying to move up to num- number eight to actually acquire Justin Fields as well. Um, so that, uh, raises all kinds of red flags surrounding Kirk cousins. Uh, so if the Vikings get off to a slow start, which, um, I would have to pull up their, uh, their schedule. I I don't know if you have that handy there, Braden, uh, the Minnesota Vikings schedule. Um, but if they get off to a slow start, uh, I could see Zimmer getting the can, uh, because they, I mean, no fault of his, probably the, the GM's fault, but uh, they weren't able to get Justin Fields and they weren't able to get that, that you know, new QB1. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've got the, the season there. So they start versus the Bengals, so that's probably an easy win. Uh, but then they've got the Cardinals, the Seahawks, which actually already picked the Vikings to win that game. Uh, the Browns, the Lions, the Panthers—I so, don't know. I, I guess maybe they—they they actually have an easier schedule to start than I realized. Um, but then they've got—you uh, know—after the Panthers, they've got the Cowboys, they've got the Ravens, the Chargers, the Packers, the Niners, um, and so yeah. I, I'm sticking with it though. I'm going to say Mike Zimmer.
1: Yeah, I think that's, it's such a crapshoot with this kind of stuff um, of who's going to get fired. It, It depends so much on those interpersonal things and it depends on owners and GMs and how quick they are to fire and how like, you know, is there an injury that's causing this stuff that might get them to hold on to it? Like, you know, with Mike McCarthy, obviously Dak going down, you knew Jerry Jones wasn't going to pin any of a bad season uh, on uh, on Mike McCarthy. So, yeah, a, a lot of those things come down to what's happening in the moment for the most of it, and we've got a little bit of uh, a back and forth here on our, on our YouTube. Uh, I think these two guys are drunk, uh, drunk on wins apparently because uh, both teams are blowing up on wins. Um.
0: (laughs) And
2: actually, I I, I just want to add, then, as far as coaches being fired, um, from that list, I'm surprised that McCarthy has the lowest odds. I I would say with Dak coming back, uh, Zeke is there, uh, Amari is there, CD Lamb is there. I would say McCarthy is probably one of the safer of those five, just based on Dak coming back. True. Um,
1: All right. Um, let's move on. We have uh, our favorite segment of our listeners. We have our third down. What do you, uh, what do you have for me this week, Chris?
2: Uh, yeah, it's uh, third down. Everyone's favorite segment of the show uh we sorry i'm just texting you there uh everyone's favorite segment of the show we all know how this works for anyone that's new to the show here uh the third down segment i give steve some head-to-head matchups steve picks his favorite of the head-to-head matchup at the end of it i um review his his choices and ask him to pick his mvp uh so this week we actually have some help from our good friend Liam. He uh he reached out to me the other day
1: this is and said
2: uh hey, I really think you know if you're struggling with third down, if if you need an idea, I have a really good one. I said, "Well, I'm never struggling with a third down, but I'm always willing to take on uh, you know, our listeners idea so anybody else please reach out to me I'm always happy to uh, I- include your, your your thoughts there um, anyways uh, Liam's idea was to do a uh, head-to-head matchup based on some of the worst hairstyles haircuts in uh in in sports and pulp pop culture history that's uh so we we've got some really really good ones here uh i'm really excited to share these uh of course with us doing this live i've uh hooked up with Braden to provide him with some photos uh so that we can uh also provide some some visuals for all you guys so steve of course are you ready i'm ready let's do it Third down. All right. Uh, Matchup one. We have uh, Tim Tebow. Of course. (laughs) With his Friar Tuck haircut after rookie camp. uh, Versus uh, Garo Yepremrian. I'm sure I mispronounced that. But uh, look at that guy with his uh, glorious uh, cul-de-sac. But those sideburns my goodness uh Oof. Steve uh Tim Tebow versus Yipremrian who are you choosing
1: I mean one of the names I didn't even know the one person existed um and part of me doesn't want to try to say the name but man that is one hell of an ugly haircut like <laughs> for all of the people uh that are going to be listening on the podcast uh we have a guy to, probably in like the 60s, 70s range, he has got a fuzzy, furry, big uh. <laughs> oh my God, I I don't even know how to describe this. It's definitely like the the top is gone, but there's still a little bit of like fuzz. Like he's holding on to the hope it might grow back at some point. And then the bottom part is like this scraggly hair, and the, the chops are like just all toughed out. So I'm going with uh this this guy here. I don't even remember what his name was.
2: Yep, Y Yapremrian. Oh. Y- um y- I, He was right. uh he was a member of the uh if I'm not mistaken 72 dolphins. Okay. Um yeah he threw a pick he actually he was the kicker but he threw a pick six <laughs> in the uh in the in the Super Bowl uh, that year. Um, luckily it didn't cost the dolphins their perfect season.
1: Yeah, I'm picking that dude. That is ugly. I love it. Yeah. I
2: think that's a great choice. Uh matchup two, uh we have uh Dennis Rodman. And I mean there's so many different hairstyles that we get to <laughs> chosen for for Rodman. Um versus now this is another guy you're you've never heard of. Antonio Geray Ge- Ge- um, I had never actually <laughs> Look at that guy I had never heard of this guy until I was like YouTube- or Googling Worst hairstyles in sports History and I came up on This guy who was apparently A D tackle in the NFL Played for the Jets, played for as you can see The Chargers um, And Yikes, I don't know how you Choose between these two
1: So again, for the people just listening on podcast, we obviously know what Rodman is and just pick one of his wild styles. Uh, The other guy kind of reminds me of like a, I guess, teal green slash black version of Bam Bam Bigelow. Since we're into like the wrestling kind of Chris and I have been chatting wrestling a little bit here. Um, he looks, that's the first thing I thought of was like, man, that's Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm like, oh, wait a second. That's a football player. Um, but Dennis Rodman is the first person I thought of immediately when you said wild hairstyles for an, an athlete. And the fun thing about Dennis Rodman is there's just so many to choose from. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Rodman on this one.
2: Uh, I'm not surprised because rodman and his hairstyles are so iconic um but bam bam bigelow i, I that's a, <laughs> a a great take they're, yeah. they're not tattoos um you know he shaved that into his hair so it, it, it's ever changing um but oh man yeah thank you Braden, for zooming in on that one That that's just awful <laughs> um matchup three we have the uh the battle of the mullets So we have Brian Bosworth. Yeah, look at at that thing. I mean, look at that. Look at that guy. Not good at football, but great, great hair. Uh, Versus, uh, I I had to include this one after the Faye cut, Al Iafrady.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So for anyone who uh, did not happen to watch our uh, PP1 versus Ballhawks uh, video. We do have it on our YouTube channel here. Um, and Rob Faye, uh, decided he would do a little color commentating for it. And when Chris had no hat on, he referred to Chris as Al Iafredi. And it's so true. Oh, this is a tough one. Cause I, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, your uncle just put better have Bosworth in the mix. And I was like, yeah, it'll come, it'll come in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, I, I gotta go with ally Afraidy. Like that is so, uh, it's got like the nice curly long ringlets at the back. If from the front, you couldn't tell that there was nothing on top. Uh, so he could have fooled some people being like, you know, there's party in the front and the back, but just not on the top. So <laughs> there's a, there's a close up of Ally Frady. And also, I mean, look at the shot total on that. Like he probably lost his hair because he was shooting so damn hard. Like it probably just came right off his damn head.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it's the classic halo look, which, <laughs> um, as, as I just showed everybody live um I am also getting my halo so hopefully get my wings as well <laughs> soon um <laughs> next matchup we have uh we're, we're going overseas we're going to football uh sorry the other Footy. football uh R- Ronaldo and I don't know what he was thinking here but Yikes. my goodness that looks like a I remember when I was playing junior lacrosse, and uh, the 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 vets on the on the team cut my hair for r- rookie initiation. Um, think this haircut? That's kind of what I had. <laughs> uh, versus Mike Commodore, the uh, the the old classic ginger fro. Oh, yeah. I I remember when. Um, I think it was after after the Flames lost the Stanley Cup to the Lightning in 2004. Um, there was I, I was working at Earl's in Kelowna at the time, and somebody came in looked exactly like Mike Commodore. <laughs> and I remember going up to him, be like, are, "Are you Mike Commodore?" Like he had the the, the big red fro, the beard, everything. And he put on a, I, I'm convinced, 100% sure it was him, but he put on a fake Russian accent. And is like, no, 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 hmm. no speak English.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that's probably the worst <laughs> Russian attempt of an accent I've ever heard in my life, so. Yeah, uh, yeah. <sighs> I, I, I'm not surrounded by <laughs> Russians like my Commodore is. Um. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking just wild then uh we're talking Brazilian Ronaldo here by the way everybody um you know he's it looks like he kind of just took like missing triangles to the sides of his head uh but I love the ginger fro he's got the ginger beard to match it he's got the Stanley Cup playoff patch there so you know he was growing it out for for the run i always want like you know i i just cut my hair this weekend but uh, i've had quite a healthy head of hair, um, playing hockey myself. And, uh, the, the, the bucket gets a little tighter every once in a while. And then I look at guys who have hair like this, like this is a massive Afro. And I just wonder like how tight that bucket is on his head when he's wearing that, uh, I'm going to go with my Commodore, especially, uh, since you clearly met the Russian version of him that
2: uh, that surprises me um, but I mean just throw a little bit of water in that buckets gonna fit on there no problem yeah. you'd be surprised uh, yeah I mean we... <laughs> a- a- again for everyone to see I mean <laughs> helmets fit on this head no problem um, I, I, Wonder uh, why. at least the hair doesn't get in the way yeah. uh, l- last matchup I said I said this was a sports slash. Pop culture uh, feature. So, this next matchup, we dive into the pop culture. I've got Carrot Top <laughs> and his gorgeous red hair versus making his first appearance on the third down, folks. Steve the Teacher Fisher. There
1: we go. <laughs> oh what a thing of beauty that is so a lo- which
2: is when you were just talking about how you just recently cut your hair and you you know you you had a good head of hair um i was just like oh this is this is perfect yeah I got, it. Here, I got here it. we go here is steve with his gorgeous something head of hair folks
1: so for everybody listening um Maybe I'll go. I'll go find that and I'll post it to to Ballhawks here. I know it's on my Facebook. So last year when we were teaching from home, uh, we thought of creative ways to you know stay connected with uh, not only students but with staff members. And so every week we actually had a uh, a theme week, and so whoever won the week before got to choose what was going on the the next week. So. Uh, my, my good buddy, Andrew, um, he asked me, what should we do? And we've got another friend who listens to the podcast every single week, uh, John, and we made a dress like John day and I clearly went all out for it. Uh, I won the week. I think I won like a $20, uh, dairy queen gift certificate, um i kind of even forget who uh, this is such a great picture i forgot who the first person was so uh yeah Well, good good god uh it's not even a competition between me and carrot top but i do see where you were going with this you have a lot of like gingers on here and uh i'm picking myself screw the rest of you guys i'm picking myself to win here i never win the third down so guess who's gonna win now
2: i knew you were picking yourself um
1: thank you again
2: to liam uh not only for the (laughs) idea of of worst hairstyles but also for pairing uh steve up against carrot top um (laughs) 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 it uh yeah it's i mean it it, braid moves that fast enough i mean it's basically the same guy pretty much. quick rundown here uh you have yeah uh dennis rodman al Iafredi. uh you have mike commodore and you have yourself however <laughs> uh wrinkle into <laughs> into the rules here you can't pick yourself as your mvp who's the mvp steve
1: yeah that's funny i wasn't even gonna pick myself um I pick Dennis Rodman because he is notorious for the wild hair. I mean, I have great hair. We all know it. We saw it. But uh, you can't compete with the icon that is Dennis Rodman. I, I've been looking at the YouTube chat just waiting for Christian to be like, where is Derek Henry in this hair? Like the burnt turd coming out of his head did not make this third down episode. I, I am shocked. I am offended for Christian that, uh, Derek Henry's giant turd was not a part of, uh, the third down. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a fun one. That's, that's hilarious. I, I kind of thought you were going somewhere with it when you said, uh, Liam had a little hand in this and I thought, yeah, there's, there's going to be something, uh, definitely to this one. So, uh, we're, we're coming up on the end of our, uh, episode here and we wanted to get to, uh, we'll do our, uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, mailbag questions first. And then if anybody, uh, if anyone in our YouTube chat has a question, we can answer those. So, um, I'm actually going to give you the first question because it's a little NFC West stuff here. So our uh, our buddy, you know him as Mr. Teller on Twitter. Um, Marquise from the Cover 4 podcast who listens every week. He's always interacting with us. He says, do you guys see Trey Lance co- becoming the starter this year over Jimmy G? I know you said yes by the second time they play him, but when do you think?
2: Uh, I mean, I've been pounding... This drum uh, all off season. I, I, I know I said in Week Four that Jimmy Garoppolo will still be the starting quarterback, but I have been pounding this drum all off season. I think the Niners' coaching staff, management, whatever, are insane if they don't have Trey Lance as their starting quarterback Week One. So, do I see him as uh, surpassing Jimmy Garoppolo? as the starting quarterback at some point this season. Yes, I do.
1: Yeah. And, uh, if we actually go, if you guys go way back to our mock draft episode, way, way back before the draft, uh, Chris actually said that as well, because I had Trey Lance going to, uh, the Niners and said he could groom under Jimmy G. And you definitely said that right from the start. Uh, he had a follow-up question here. So it says, since the Falcons are moving, uh, On from Julio for cap reasons and most likely to have and most likely have to restructure Grady Jarrett or do they move him also and build assets Um, I don't think they're moving Grady Jarrett anywhere Uh, this kid is young he is by far the best player on that very horrible defense Uh, so I don't see them moving him I think The reason why they want to move or they don't want to move Julio, but the reason why they're talking about it is because it's the easiest solution to their problem. They just have to trade one guy. They get the most assets since he is um, an absolute game changer. So, you know, I, I, I don't see them. Uh, trading Grady Jarrett, restructure, maybe. He's probably the best candidate, but I think I was listening to a podcast saying that if they do restructure him, really strong possibility that that's not enough cap space to, uh, again, sign those rookies that they can't. So um, I think they're moving Julio for assets, but Grady Jarrett, I would be thoroughly shocked um, if they move on from him. Uh, our next question comes from our buddy, Ryan Hank of the PP one podcast. And he says, does Chris have permission to speak? No, he doesn't. I'll answer that one for you. He is uh, allowed to speak when spoken to. And the follow-up question to that, he's going to love this one. Uh, where does passing the ball rank in all time, worst plays? You know, the one.
2: Um, Braden, can you please pull up, uh... Oh, you had Super... something
1: planned with Braden. Oh, come on.
2: No, I didn't, actually. I'm putting Braden on the spot here. Russell Wilson, Super Bowl 49. Um, I'm, I'm sure the first image that you see is going to be him throwing the ball from the one-yard line. Um, sorry, Braden, to put you on the spot there. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk while you're working on that. Um, it was the right call. It was the right call it was um second down i don't remember how much time is left on the clock i want to say i don't know 35 seconds or something like that um that that's not the photo sorry braden um just put russell wilson interception super bowl 49 um or uh it 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 yeah it, it was the right call there was 35 seconds left i think they had one timeout left it was second down You have to throw that ball in that situation, Um, because, I mean, obviously,
1: best case scenario. He's coming up with here. (laughs) Russell Wilson just hanging his head.
2: Show the Richard Sherman face. Um, (laughs) Best case scenario is obviously the Seahawks score a touchdown. Worst case scenario is what happened. But in the middle, there is it's an incomplete pass, and the clock stops. So then on third down, they can try to punch the ball in with Marshawn Lynch. Uh, If that's unsuccessful, they call the timeout. They run another play on fourth down. Um, So no, it wasn't the worst play call in NFL history it was very very poorly executed um Jermaine Curse didn't get the pick uh Ricardo Lockett, I mean Christ he didn't even make a play on the ball um but even I'm going to include Russell Wilson in fault in this he didn't make a good throw He threw it too far ahead of Ricardo Lockett to even make a play on the ball. Um, So no, not the worst play call in NFL history, just the probably worst executed
1: play call in NFL history. And clearly by Chris's voice, uh, he is still not bitter about that. Um... Honestly, (laughs) I I will fully admit the next day I went to work.
2: And everyone's like, oh, like, I mean, everyone knew where I worked at at, at that time that I'm a Seahawks fan. And they're like, Chris, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And this and that and the next thing. And I looked at them straight in the face and I said, I don't want to talk about it. Don't talk to me about the Super Bowl. I don't want to talk about it.
1: I'm taking my Um, ball and I'm going home. Okay. I'm going home, guys.
2: I I probably shouldn't have even gone to work the, the, the following day. But however many years later um it it is what it is that's so
1: funny thank, now we, thank you there Braden. it is um we got a yeah, video it, of it Malcolm yeah. Butler jumping it um
2: yeah it, it 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 is what it is i mean it it's whatever it's I so mean, funny
1: as you were saying that Chris I remember thinking about this you know obviously as an unbiased fan i don't I had no stake in the game and I thought to myself, you know what, maybe it was the wrong decision to throw at that time potentially, but like you could, the way the game, the, uh, the timeouts, the time, uh, what down it was, um, you know, you had the option to run once and probably pass. So like if they didn't do it there and they ran Marshawn on the one yard line, who knows? Maybe the same play happens the very next play, and they say, "Well, they had to throw it." Um, so I agree with that. I'm actually going to go back to our uh, our YouTube live questions, and uh, your uncle says, "Who do you think will be MVP when the Cowboys win the Super Bowl?" So, since we're in fantasy land here, um, I'm I actually I think this is a great question. I love these hypotheticals about. Who would be the the MVP? And the obvious answer is Dak Prescott, because quarterbacks obviously win a bunch. Um, I would go with CeeDee Lamb, though. I think there's a guy who can turn it up in big games, and I would call CeeDee Lamb to be the MVP. Um,
2: uh, oh, go I, I'm going to say whoever the Cowboys were playing against, because the Cowboys lost in the Super Bowl. Um, so some guy
1: from the other team. <laughs> Well, it says the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Read the question, Chris. Come on. Um, My apologies, Chris can't read. That's why I read the questions for us. Um, This one came from our friend Calvin. And this wasn't much of a a question as it was, I think, probably wanting to stir the pot. And I I threw it right back to Chris on this one. So um, this is back to... Obviously we were chatting with them about uh who's gonna sign Julio and he said Ravens versus Seahawks bet if either team signs Julio. So I don't know if you had a chance to uh to think about that one. Do we do we have some sort of bet here?
2: No. I I I, you guys are right. First of all, he is a bit of a
1: buzzkill, isn't he, guys?
2: I, I want to correct your wording. It's not signing Julio. It's trading for Julio. All right.
1: Whatever.
2: Um. Honestly, I, I don't think he ends up with either team. So uh, do I want to make a bet that he ends up with the Ravens or the Seahawks? No, because I don't think he ends up with either one of those teams. I honestly think he ends up in, in uh, Tennessee.
1: So. Wow. Okay. Well, you're at least may- appealing to one fan over here um our apologies calvin i guess uh chris is too much of a wimp uh to make a bet about that so
2: if you want to make a bet where seahawks ravens versus the field and i take the field sure Hmm. but i don't think he's ending up with either one of our teams all
1: right I'll, i'll think about that actually we'll uh we'll post it on our our twitter and instagram if he uh if we decide to make a bet i i think by the sounds of it the titans seem to be the front runners right now um, that doesn't usually or always mean everything so uh we have one more question this one came via facebook so if you guys on youtube have any questions throw them in there or this will be our last question so Liam has asked, what is the over-under with, uh, what are you picking? Six and a half wins for the Bengals. What's your over-under on that one, Chris? That's a great over-under. I don't know if he was looking at uh, Vegas betting odds, but I'm having a tough time with this one, actually.
2: It, it 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 is. I looked at the Bengals schedule. So here's where I have the Bengals winning. I had the Bengals beating... Jacksonville, Chicago, Detroit, the Jets, the Broncos, and that's it. So we're as
0: going far as like
2: every, when I look at their schedule and like quick off the top of my head, here's who I have them winning. So that's five wins. So I'm taking the under.
1: Yeah, I, I also would take the under, and just for the simple fact that they have to play the Ravens twice, they have to play the Browns twice, and even, even the Steelers with, uh, you know, I would I would say that's a, a declining kind of team, whether you believe that 11-0 start was legit or not. Um, they still have to play the Steelers. The Steelers are still a strong team. Um, I would also take the under on that, actually. Now here's a really good. I'm. I don't think you saw these, Chris, but here's a really good one. Your over under is set at three and a half. How many footballs get popped when Tebow catches them and forgets to unflex? <laughs> <laughs>
2: under because Tim Tebow's not making the Jaguars. So oh, under man. zero balls.
1: So if you guys didn't tune in last week, we had. Uh, We had hot take Steve jumping in and uh, my hot take is not a lukewarm or, you know, off cold take like Chris's. And uh, I actually predict Tebow will make the Jaguars 53 man roster. And uh, you know what? I'm going to go over on this one. I (laughs) think the guy's arms are just massive. He he might even just for, you know, catch one. (laughs) Look at that. (laughs) look at that guy a guy that is sporting the ring around his head uh but now with muscles he might just trip and fall on a ball and pop it so um i do have tebow making the 53 man roster and he will pop at least one ball
2: deflate gate (laughs) 2.0 yeah
1: if if they're deflated uh just a little bit Uh, okay. We are pretty much at a time now, so I don't see any other questions in our YouTube feed. Uh, I just want to thank everybody who joined in on our first ever, uh, live episode on YouTube there, uh, especially to those of you that were commenting and, uh, chirping us a little bit. It makes it a lot of fun when we can interact and, you know, uh, again I don't want to hear a Steelers fan saying like oh great picks Ravens like I want you saying go Steelers so uh really appreciate that we also appreciate Braden for uh his time and for uh hosting us on YouTube there and showing the picture of Carrot Top versus me uh it was a home run for me on that one um again, we are part of the Dean Blundell network. You can find us there, deanblundell.com. Uh, we are going to be blogging there pretty soon. So you can come check out some of our work uh, there. You can find me on Twitter at ssfisher 87. And like I do every week, I'm going to give uh, my dude, Chris, the last word. What do you have for us, buddy?
2: Yeah, uh, uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in live. Thank you for the uh, live chat. It, it, it's been it, it's been something. <laughs> um, uh, Braden, <laughs> thank you. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of the ATT podcast, alien theorists theorizing. Uh, Braden, I probably botched that, and I apologize. Go check them out on uh, exclu- exclusively on Spotify. Uh, go check out the Ballhawks podcast. We are everywhere. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are there. Follow us on Twitter at Ballhawks underscore pod. And, of course, as always, go Hawks.
1: Peace